make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What is up? This is Josh. Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show, episode number twenty-seven. It is really hard to believe that we have uh, that we've hung in there this long, but hope everybody's doing good. Um, I'm doing the show a little early, earlier than I normally do uh, in the week, and there's a reason for that. You know, um, today, as I as I record this, it is the sixth of May. Now, um, that being said, apparently we have some, uh, some news, some breaking news. And let me, uh, let me pull this up here so I can, I can read it to you. Now this happened last night. Okay. Uh, this happened on the 5th of May. Um, and I'm getting this information from mirror dot co dot uk okay um and the headline reads like this roswell slides unveiled apparently there there are new uh photographic slides that uh were recovered um so we we're gonna see it says two mysterious images of a dead extraterrestrial um, it was a pay-per-view event, um, and I don't know how many people actually <laughs> attended any of this, but let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this a little bit. It says, um, two photographs of a quote-unquote dead alien were unveiled at a big money event last night, and immediately dismissed as fake. Now, of course they were. Of course they were dismissed as fake because that's the world we live in today. Um. And I'm not saying I buy into it either. However, I'm saying just, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are trying to falsify all this stuff. But a series of ufologists appeared at the Be Witness meeting last night to reveal images of an extraterrestrial who supposedly crashed to Earth during the infamous Roswell incident, uh, which happened back in 1947. The images were found by former journalist Adam Dew, who, uh, if you guys want to look him up, it's Adam, A-D-A-M, and then Dew is in uh, D-E-W. Journalist Adam Dew, who reportedly turned down interviews with magazines that wanted to cover the story because, quote, they were not offering any compensation. Now, for God's sake. Okay, that's... That's a red flag for me. Anyway, it's like the dude wants money, whatever. Uh, He claimed to have taken steps to verify a pair of alien snaps and said that Kodak experts had dated the film to the year 1947. Step in the right direction. Um, But the rest of the world has not had the chance to test the rigor of his methods because high-resolution images of the alien are not yet available. They are likely to be sold through his production company, Do Media, alongside a documentary about the discovery of the slides. So, apparently he's uh, making a documentary about finding these slides and, and things of that nature. Um, the photos were supposedly found in Arizona, hidden in a collection of snaps owned by oil geologist Bernard Ray and his wife, Hilda Ray, who have both uh, died. Uh, Nick Pope, who is a, uh, if you guys don't know who Nick Pope is, he is an outstanding guy, uh, author, researcher, um, uh, researcher who headed up a UFO investigation wing 
at the UK Ministry of Defense. I mean, and he told Mirror Online he was underwhelmed by this, by the images. So, I mean, and that's coming from Nick Pope, okay? And if you guys don't know who Nick Pope is, like, seriously, look that guy up because he is... I mean, he knows his stuff. That's for that's for sure. Um, let's see what else he says. It could be a model, or it could simply be a fake image dressed up to look like the the forty slide. Um, the motivations for hoaxing are complex. Some hoaxes are money making scams, but sometimes it's just a desire to say that we fooled the world. I can understand why the UFO community is disappointed and conspiracy theorists are probably already claiming the whole thing was a government plot designed to discredit the subject and make it look ridiculous. Um, there's a few people here on Twitter that were saying we should all pay penance and wear tinfoil hats for the day. WTF, haven't we learned anything yet? Hmm. Let's see. It says, well, it certainly succeeded in making me wanted to move on from all the UFO ET stuff. I am now a non-believer. Nice one. And I mean, if you look, look at the, uh, go ahead and look at the, the film. Like I said, and it's all over the place. Just Google search. Do a Google search of, uh, of the uh, Roswell slides. And, and that should come up. I mean, there's images everywhere. So, um, now, but I'm going to move on from that because, you know, I'll let you make obviously your own, your own decisions on this stuff. Um, and, um, uh, we have a couple emails to go through here. Um, and if you guys want to email us, please feel free to do so. It's ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. And we're also ectoplasmshow on Twitter as well and then um, you can also find us on Facebook uh, if you do a search for Ectoplasm Show um, first um, I think it was last let me think it was last show the last show with my brother um, and I said oh I wanted to do a, I wanted to do an event at the Myrtles um, and our good friend Audra was listening and Audra said uh, that she had just listened to the podcast and if we are in fact planning a paranormal event at the Myrtles uh, to keep her posted uh, and she says hopefully I'd be able to drag my fiance down there because I definitely want to go um, so thank you for that Audra I appreciate that very much and also I want to say a special thanks to uh, Josh uh, Moreland who you know he uh, emailed again and he was saying you know that he was just listening to uh, the new episodes and stuff like that. Um, he says, honestly, I live under a rock, and so emailing is the easiest way for me to communicate. Um, he had never heard of Marie D. Jones, but uh, because of the interview, he'll be checking out her books to see what's up. Um, but yeah, he also says he's enjoying the podcast and things like that and continuing to put out content. And so, you know, thanks for that, Josh. I really do appreciate that. Um, because, you know, what I do here is not, it's not hard. It's really not. Literally, um, the equipment that I use to do this podcast is minus the computer, okay? The computer itself was way expensive, too expensive. Um, but, you know, I, I have a soundboard and I have um, headphones and microphones and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm really not out that much money here. Um, you know, a few hundred bucks, really. <clears throat> For what I do, so it's it's you know it's not necessarily hard. It's just it's it's time consuming. I'll give you that, <laughs> but I have to uh, strategically plan my podcast uh, in between my daughter's nap times and things like that. But I wanted to get into this story a little bit. Now you're gonna have to bear with me because I have only read I've only read headlines at this point. Okay, so literally I am I am getting this information. <clears throat> at the exact same time that you are here. So it says, Killer and Shawshank Redemption prisoner who went on the run in 1959 is finally caught by the police. Have you guys heard of this? This is insane. Um, obviously, you know, 
Uh, well, I'm just going to get into it. I'm just going to get into this. A killer who escaped from the prison uh, from prison in 1959 has finally been caught almost 60 years after he went on the run. His name is Frank Freshwaters, found by U.S. Marshals living under a false name in Florida. The 79-year-old was living in a trailer in the sun, Sunshine State on Monday after officers working on a newly formed cold case unit tracked him down. In 1957, Freshwaters pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter for killing a pedestrian with his car. He was originally handed a suspended sentence, but less than two years later, he was jailed after he violated terms of his parole. So obviously he did not enjoy being locked up. So, And there's a couple mug shots from him here, obviously, at the uh, Ohio Reformatory and things. Uh, Freshwater was sent to the Ohio State Reformatory where the film, The Shawshank Redemption, was filmed uh, before being moved to a lower security camp near Sandusky. Once on on the jail, uh, which was also run as a farm, the inmate fled, and this was in September of 1959. He was caught in 75 after deputies in West Virginia arrested him on the Ohio warrant, but the state's governor at the time refused to extradite him. Freshwaters then went back into hiding and was not heard from again until his arrest on Monday. So he became the new cold cases uh, team team's number one target. Um, like I said, this new cold case team was just formed. And so he became, you know, kind of top priority for them. And uh, officers tracked him to Melbourne, Florida, where they found him living under the name William Harold Cox. When officers went to his home, they showed him a jail photo of himself taken 56 years ago and asked him if he knew the person that was pictured. Freshwater says, wow, I haven't seen him in a long time before confessing to his real identity. Now, according to uh, the sheriff, um, let's see, Freshwaters had worked as a truck driver and was living off Social Security benefits. He ended up moving into a trailer at the end of the dead end uh, of a dead end, excuse me, and rarely traveled roads on the outskirts of Melbourne. Let's see. Um, it was the perfect place to hide. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so there's nothing near him. He would uh, have very little contact with neighbors and there's no you know, major roads you know, by him. But friends of Freshwaters have pleaded with the police just to let him go, calling him the sweetest man and, and setting a, a change.org petition page. So if you want to check that out, you can. If you go to change.org, there apparently is a petition for this man uh, not, to be, not to be jailed. But yeah, this is crazy stuff. I mean, it's kind of interesting to, to see these things, so... Absolutely crazy. But yeah, so I wanted to run over that fun stuff. I mean, that's basically, you know, the news, the uh, the weird paranormal news, you know, the, the Shawshank guy. And then, of course, the uh, the Roswell slides. So, <laughs> like, and like I said, check those out. Like, just look at the at the actual pictures themselves. Um, I wish there was a way that I could do that. And I'm sure there is. But uh I'm not that tech savvy as of right now, but I'm working on it. Um, but like I said, definitely check those out and uh, let me know what you think because they are a little weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So moving on, like I said, it's been it has been a day for me so far. Okay, as I'm recording this, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon, and that's that's usually when I do it. Now on certain occasions, like, you know, when we did the Marie D Jones uh, interview, that was at night. You know, I, I try to accommodate the guest as much as possible. So I will try to, you know, flip flop my schedule as much as I need to, uh, to help them just so we can get the interviews that we want. Um, but like I said, you know, it's, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. And as I record this, it's Wednesday. And um, my daughter, who literally, literally just turned one on Sunday. So she is officially one years old. Now, with that, you know, we're getting her off of formula and all that junk and things like that. Now, 
There's also, you know, there's, we talk about a lot of shit on this show. And not all of it has to necessarily do with things that are paranormal. I like to, uh, I like to entertain um, conspiracies and conspiracy theories and things of that nature. Now, that all being said, she had a doctor's appointment this morning. I took her to it. Um, while, you know, my wife is at work and my other daughter is in school. Um, and so I took her to the doctor. And... Um, Obviously, you know, being this young, she needed a a new series of, of shots, of vaccinations and things like that. Now, with that all, you know, it, it got me thinking. Number one, I freaking hate it because you know the kid's going to cry. You know, you know they're going to cry. And that sucks. And... My daughter is a a trooper. She really is. But, you know, she's a baby, for God's sake. She's squirmy. You know, (laughs) she doesn't want to move. So here we are laying her on this table, and I'm basically holding her hands and kissing on her cheek and trying to distract her as much as possible. And the entire time I'm thinking to myself, what is it exactly that they are about to inject inside of my baby? And it you know, leads me to, to the subject that I wanted to talk to today, which is more, like I said, along the lines of conspiracies, but is it necessarily a conspiracy or is it just hardcore fact? And we're going to get into this a little bit where you're going to, um, we're going to talk more about all this fun stuff right after a little break. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team or find a team to join, watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Waiting for you. Alright, so that was a that was a nice little plug from our friends over at ParanormalWarehouse.com. And uh, you know, if you guys want to go check that out, it's it's really a cool site. It really is. It's like uh I've mentioned before, it's like Facebook for nerds, you know, (laughs) so um, post your evidence, evidence and things like that, you know, pictures and and all that fun stuff. Plus, uh, get on there and you can friend me. (laughs) You can become we could become friends on the interwebs. But uh, I want to get back into uh, into the topic. And I didn't realize how much of a hot button this really is but oh my god like okay there was this clip that i saw of like uh it was like jimmy kimmel uh, the uh late night you know talk show host jimmy kimmel and I mean, he's a he's a funny guy um but then he you know he went on and he was he was literally talking about you know vaccinations and things like that you know specifically in children and uh yeah he pissed a lot of people off you know he really did um but you can't you know you can't blame somebody for their personal views you just you just can't so i'm i'm leaving my opinion out of this entirely okay like i'm just going to i'm uh, okay i might throw in my opinion at times because that's what i do <laughs> but regardless i'm going to i'm going to read you something here you know because it's like I said, it's a very, it's a big issue now. Um, you know whether or not to to have your children vaccinated, and there's a a huge camp of people out there that are saying, you know, don't do it. Um, and I'm I'm just gonna read this. Um, it says thanks to a, a measles outbreak that originated at Disneyland. Um, and this would have been in like January of this year. Um, 
Americans have been embroiled in a national debate about childhood vaccination. The spread of the of the disease has put the spotlight back on parents who refuse immunizations for their kids. Uh, people who believe that you know shots aren't safe and who often cite the the thoroughly debunked conspiracy theory that vaccines are linked to autism. Now we all know that that is not true. Okay. Yes. For, for a brief period of time, people were like, oh, well, you know, we started vaccinating all of our children and, and there's been this humongous uh, surge in, you know, autism. That's absolutely not the cause. Okay. They have absolutely debunked that. Um, now, I mean, autism, you know, autism affects a lot of people. And I mean, not just, you know, the people that have autism or on the the autism spectrum, but it's, you know, I, I personally worked at uh, an autism center uh, in Nebraska. And I worked there for like, God, it was like two or three years. But it was the coolest, most enlightening job that I have ever had in my entire life. Um and I would take that job back in, in a split second. It was amazing. Um, but anyway, it says, those parents typically despairingly referred to as the, <laughs> they're called anti-vaxxers, are at the extreme end of the spectrum. Most American adults support vaccine requirements, and it's very rare for kids to enter school without getting any shots at all. According to a 2009 study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, 2% of the population refuse vaccines altogether. So not, not that big, but I know where my kids go to school. I mean, it's a public school. Um, you are required to have, you know, your shots <laughs> and they get a, a new, a new series of, of shots, um, right before it's usually over the summer, the summer before, uh, their kindergarten year. So, Let's see here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. These adults don't necessarily consider themselves uh, like conspiracy theorists. Um, but many of them just firmly reject the, the anti-vaxxer label. But medical experts say their views are just as anti-science as the idea that vaccines cause autism and potentially very dangerous to public health. So I'm going to look here for this quote. This is, uh, I believe, a stay-at-home mom. Yes, uh, for California. She said, it's kind of a scary thing, or it's kind of scary thinking about all the things going on in your perfect newborn. It wasn't, uh, I wasn't comfortable giving five to six shots at a time to my tiny baby. Uh, Selena Allison is her name, a stay-at-home mom, lives in Orange County. Um, so she opted to delay her son's measles shots until he was three years old, two years after... Uh, the, the CDC wants to, wants kids to get it. So now it, it, I, I will say, like I mentioned before, I took my daughter to the doctor and it kind of sucked because, um, you know, we're, we're a very busy family. We're constantly, constantly on the go. And, um, you know, we missed one of her checkups, one of her scheduled checkups. We missed it. And I felt horrible for it, but shit happens. You know, it really does regardless. And as far as the doctors were concerned, it was not a big deal or whatever. My daughter's perfectly healthy and all that fun stuff. However, you know, she needed to get a new series of shots, which would have consisted of two shots for this time. However, she missed the last one. So she needed four shots, which really sucked. Now, so not only that, now they also had to, you know, uh, prick her finger and get blood. Um, and I forget exactly what it was they were testing for. I'm not a doctor in any way, shape or form. Um, I, but like I said, I forgot what they were uh, testing for, but they needed to, to test her blood um, as they do with all, all children uh, her age. And um, so that was one finger prick, you know. So they pricked her finger, which pissed her off. And then they gave her the four shots, which really pissed her off. And then as I'm literally, I'm putting the pants on my child um, 
and getting ready to walk out the door, saying my goodbyes uh, to the doctor, who's our family doctor, and we've known him for years. Um, uh, the the nurse, uh, or phlebotomist, or whatever she, I don't know. But she came back in, and she goes, I didn't get enough from the finger prick. You know, I didn't get enough blood from the finger prick. And so she had to do it again, and oh, my God, the tears. It was so... It was terrible. And as a parent, you know, I felt horrible. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, because she, she had to get four shots instead of two shots. But they did all four basically right at the exact same time. So it was as painless as possible, I guess. Um, but, yeah, like I said, back to the story here. Um, it says there are potentially serious consequences to delaying these vaccines. So, like I said, you know, there's about 2% of the population who are denying these. Um, but it says that it, it can get serious. The consequences can be fairly serious. It says it's a decision ultimately uh, that ultimately increases medical risks without any documented benefits. Um, putting off recommended shots leaves young children vulnerable to contracting diseases during periods when when they otherwise could have been uh, protected. A 2013 study found that each delayed shot, that kids have a greater chance of contracting uh, like whooping cough and things like that. Those infections can be particularly serious in very young children and even fatal in some cases, which that's terrible. You know, you don't want to ever want to think about little kids, you know, passing away. Um, uh, here's a doctor here, a uh, quote from a doctor. He says, we immunize children so young, so young against these diseases because infancy is the time period that kids are most vulnerable to life-threatening diseases. Now that's uh, Dr. Steve Perry. And I should have been gone. Sorry. No more, uh, no more journey jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dude's name's Steve Perry, though. But anyway. Um... He's a pediatrician and the co-chair of Colorado Children's Immunization Coalition's Policy Committee. Sweet Jesus, that's a mouthful. Colorado Children's Immunization Coalition's Policy Committee. Okay. And he wrote in, uh, let's see. He says, the people at greatest risk of dying from vaccine preventable diseases are the very young and the very old. We vaccinate to save lives. Now. I can totally get on board with this as a parent and all of this. I can totally get on board with this thus far, but we're going to get, we're going to go a little deeper into the rabbit hole, so to speak. Okay. Um, officials from the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, the American Academy of Family Physicians and the Department of Health and Human Services don't mince words about the issue. In a fact sheet aimed at parents specifically who may be concerned about the vaccination schedule, the agencies write, quote, children do not receive any known benefits from following schedules that delay vaccines. Delaying vaccines puts children at known risk of becoming ill with diseases that could have been prevented. So specifically that was aimed, you know, at the at the parents basically saying, you know, get your freaking kids vaccinated because you don't want them you don't want them sick. You just don't. A sick kid sucks. Because there's really not a lot you can do. There's really not. So it does suck. And I so okay, like I said, I can hop on board with that so far. But as I was perusing around uh the YouTubes the other day, um I came across a uh it was uh just a video. But the video itself was oh man it was a little disturbing i'm not going to lie now the uh the actual title of it i forget i'm 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 looking for it as we speak so i'm going to look for it a little more and i want you to hear this because i i'm i'm going to play the audio from this because what it is is it's a uh it's just a, a secret little meeting, okay? And there's this one guy at the front of a room in a gigantic screen, and it looks like he has a, like a PowerPoint-type presentation up on the screen. And there is literally maybe, what, four, maybe five people in the, uh, the quote-unquote audience. And he's sitting there, and he's 
describing to them something. Um, and I'm going to let you have a listen to this here in a second. I believe, I believe it was from the Pentagon. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is. I think it's from the Pentagon. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to play the whole clip um, for you, so you can so you can listen to it, um, and and then I'll discuss it. You know, now I'm gonna I'm gonna chop a few little things out of it, like the the intro and and things like that. But um, I'm definitely gonna leave in the you know the quote unquote meat and potatoes of everything. Okay, so, um, but yeah, here it is. What you are about to hear is not science fiction or conspiracy theory, but a glimpse of what is going on behind the closed doors of the United States Pentagon. In a small auditorium labeled BC-232, a man is presenting a discussion on how the military-industrial complex can spread a virus and use a vaccine to extinguish what the Pentagon calls undesirable human behavior. Specifically in this case, religious behavior. This is dark science, my friends. With all the mandatory vaccine programs in the United States, do not be deceived for a moment that something like this will not or possibly hasn't already been used on the American public. Let's take a look, shall we? Excuse me, on the left over here, we have individuals who are religious fun fundamentalists, religious fanatics, and this is the expression, uh, RT-PCR, real-time PCR uh, expression of the VMAT2 gene. Over here, we have individuals, so, so, so let, let me complete. So over here, we have uh, individuals who are not particularly uh, fundamentalists, not particularly religious, and you can see there's a, a much reduced uh, expression of, of this particular gene, the, the VMAT2 uh, gene. Uh, another evidence that, that supports our, our hypothesis for the development of, of, of this um, approach. Uh, so what you're suggesting what you see, here is by, by, by spreading this virus, we're going to eliminate individuals from donning on a bomb vest and going into a market and blowing up the market. So our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the VMAT2 gene, and that by vaccinating them against this, we'll eliminate this behavior. Uh, so we have some, some very, very uh, remarkable data in this next slide. Uh, here we have two uh, brain scans. These are fMRIs. Uh, these are two different individuals with different levels of expression of VMAT2. Uh, on top uh, is an individual who's a religious fanatic and individual, and we've repeated this numerous times, that, that uh, has uh, high levels of VMAT2. Now, um, this individual down here who had low levels of the VMAT2 gene, this individual would uh, self-describe as, as, as not particularly religious in, in each case. Uh, these individuals were, were read a religious text. Uh, this individual uh, light lit up um, this, the right middle frontal gyrus uh, shown here. And uh, that's a part of the brain that's associated with theory of mind. Uh, it's a part of the brain that, that uh, has to do with intents and, and beliefs and, and desires. Uh, in contrast, in marked contrast, here's an individual who would uh, not particularly uh, self-describe as, as religious. And when they're read a religious text, <clears throat> what you see is that this part of the brain called the anterior insula lights up. This is a part of the brain that's associated with, with disgust or displeasure on hearing something. Uh, so you're suggesting I take a CT scan with me when I'm uh, evaluating people to determine whether I put a bullet in their head? So, so um, the, the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the, the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. 
the virus would immunize against this VMAT2 gene, and that would, would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a, a, a normal person. And we think that will have major effects in the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed? Aerosol? Well, so, so the, the present uh, plan and the tests that we've done so far um, have used uh, uh, respiratory viruses, uh, such as flu or, or uh, rhinoviruses. And uh, we believe that that's a satisfactory way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of us, of course, have, ha have been exposed to both of those viruses. And, and we're, we're quite confident that, that this will be a, a, a very successful uh, approach. This is fascinating. What's the name of this proposal? Yeah, so, so the name of this project is FunVax, which is the vaccine for religious fundamentalism. And you have a proposal already? The proposal uh, has just been submitted, and I think that the data that I have shown you today would, would support uh, the, the development of, of this project, and we think it has great promise. Okay. I am back. So there you have it. Um... You know, it, like I said, it's a little long. It's a long clip, and I'm sorry for that. I apologize for that. And if you made it through it all, that's great. And thank you for it. But there is one little piece. It's kind of towards the end. You hear a man kind of muttering. And what he's asking, he's actually asking a question. He's saying, how do you plan on dispersing this? And he said, you know, the, the presenter said something along the lines of, you know, we most likely give it to them via the flu like uh, that we've done before you know things that we've done before and had good success with and I'm like are you fucking kidding me I'm like so that right there tells me that our our potential that you know in our government our potential is far greater than what we're really giving them credit for and it's terrifying um, I, oh, I don't know even what to think of it. I, I, I really don't. I'm almost fucking speechless about it. So back to the issue at hand then. If we are able, if we are able to disperse different, uh, and you know, in this particular case, it was for, Religious fundamentalists, you know, radical religious people. Um, and, you know, basically what he was saying is, you know, people who are like that have a specific gene um, that is doing whatever. Like I said, I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not. And I never will claim to be. So regardless, they have this thing. Um, inside of them that's basically you know it's influencing them or whatever it's doing whatever you know but they can now you know neuralize that you know, or neutralize that excuse me and uh, then basically it's bye bye extremists now so what they're going to do then is you know have this you know quote unquote vaccine and they're going to disperse it via the flu um, so everybody and their dog is going to be sick and then they're not going to want to like strap a fucking bomb to their chest and go running throughout the cities and, and blowing shit up like that. And uh, I get it. I understand it. I, <laughs> I get where they're coming from. I should say that I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, what, what are they doing? Because if they are able to do that there, what's going on in other parts of the world? You know, when we have outbreaks of, you know, whatever. And it, it's so freaking crazy. Um, because we, we freak out quite easily. We, you know, as just a human populace freak the fuck out over really really over nothing most of the time most of the time so I want to know what you guys are thinking about this specifically I want to know what you're thinking about that clip 
that I just played because it's ugh, it's weird. It's just very very weird. Um, and there's others like if you go on, let me see exactly what that clip was called, and then you can actually see it yourself. Okay. The uh, the video, if you go to YouTube.com and check out this, if you just search for leaked Pentagon video, flu vaccine use to modify human behavior. Now, that's what, that's the main thing, is human behavior. Behavior itself, and I... I make comments like this all the time, with especially with my wife. I used to work at a school. And my wife actually still works at the school uh, where I used to work. I was in the trenches, okay? I'm just going to say this. I was down in the trenches with the children, okay? <laughs> and um, uh, my wife, you know, she is the uh, the business manager or whatever. So she, you know, she just deals with, you know, the books and the contracts and things like that. She really doesn't have to deal too much with the children themselves. However, you know, I was making comments because the way um, children act now, as opposed to how they acted, you know, I've been, I've been out of school now for 15 years. Sweet Jesus. Okay. So I've been out of school for 15 years. Now, when I was in school, we never, we never talked back. We never bartered or tried to barter with a teacher or anything like that. And I know for a fact... You know, like teachers, they scared the shit out of us. They really did. And whatever they said was law. I mean, that whatever they said went. Now, nowadays, it's kind of funny because, you know, children are told one thing and then they're like, you know, they, they try to uh, come back at the teacher no matter what. There's absolutely no respect, I guess, is ultimately what it boiled down to is just respect in general there's really none of that anymore and it's kind of weird and it's kind of sad however i have noticed this significant change and it's literally been within the past i mean 15 years obviously and i worked at the school for six so really within the last like decade or the decade after me like leaving school because i know for a fact we never acted like this um i wasn't Trust me, I wasn't the quote-unquote model student or anything like that. I wasn't. I got in trouble just like everybody else. Now, the difference is I I, I took my experiences and I learned from that shit. (laughs) And I would, you know, either one, be smarter about not getting caught, or two, (laughs) just stop fucking doing it. Um. And kids just don't get the hint nowadays. Now it's like, oh, but if I do this, what will I get? What do you know, what will I get for doing this? Or it's like, you don't get shit. It's like, you need to be a good student. That's your reward. That's the reward in itself. Maybe you could fucking learn something <laughs> regardless. But it makes me wonder if there isn't, if there hasn't been something that has gone on, obviously behind the curtain in the last decade, two decades, something like that and made the general population start acting like a bunch of entitled little shit stains. Either that or parents just suck ass these days. I don't know. I'm a parent myself, and I'm certainly not father of the year, so don't ever quote me of saying that. But it makes me wonder, why is it that all of this shit is going on? Now, could this be like a, a conspiracy theory of the grandest design? Absolutely. I'm just telling you, like, let's let's dig into this a little more. I want you to do some research and dig into it and figure it out. And I want you I want to hear your comments. I want to know what you think about all of this. And um you know, I want to know if whatever area you're in whatever area of the of the globe that you're in i want to know if children act the same way as they do here in tiny little southwest iowa i don't know i would like to think it's everywhere <laughs> i would like to think it's everywhere that that our little town isn't just full of assholes because our town is full of assholes but 
But that's a whole new, that's a whole other subject entirely. But what I'm saying is, could it be possible that the government put something into us, somehow gave us this, any kind of vaccination? Now, you know, we had, um, what was it called? H1N1 or swine flu it was kind of like this big thing that was going around and literally everybody and their dog had it but you know how easy would it be to to come up with a story like concerning swine flu how easy would it be to come up with a story of origin oh it came from here we we suspect that this happened and now everybody has fucking swine flu how easy is that it's pretty damn easy I mean, you're the mass media, you're the government, people are looking to you for answers, so why, how hard is it to feed them a line of horse shit? It's not that hard. So you could easily do this. So, and if they're able to, to administer, like, the flu virus and, and different things and different vaccinations um, to make you think and literally switch your behavior change your behavior change who you are as a person if they are able to do this <laughs> very quietly and quote unquote in the dark and deliver it in a manner where you will never see it or suspect it or anything like that that's some scary shit and i want to know how long this has been going on and i'm i'm planning on digging into this farther like really digging into this now i don't like i said i do not ever want to come off sounding like a pompous dick and I never ever want to come off sounding like some crazed wacko conspiracy theorist you know where I'm wearing a a gigantic tinfoil hat over my head I don't want to be that guy I want to come at this objectively and I wanted to tell you you know two sides of the story which I think I've done I wanted you know I told you about my daughter, and I, it was just a weird thought that occurred to me. I'm like, what the hell really is in those syringes? You know, what is it really that's going into her body? You know, and what is it exactly? When we go, you know, uh, to get our flu shots, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, at least in America, I know. Um, everybody go get your flu shot. Everybody got to get your flu shot, you know, and you know, people are like, I've, I've been yelled at because me personally, I don't go and get the flu shot. I just don't. I try to stay as healthy as I possibly can. And I don't think I really need a, a, a flu shot to do so. You know, I can eat healthy and I can exercise and I can do that shit. And I pretty much stay on top of things, you know, for the most part. Um, and, you know, I, so I've just never been a big fan of shots anyway. <laughs> so call me a puss, call me whatever. That's fine. I'm just saying, um, you know, me personally, I've never been a fan of the flu shot. But there are people, like my grandparents especially, my grandparents jump on my ass and they will say, well, you got to have your flu shot. You know, you're going to get sick if you don't. But the thing is, the last time I had a flu shot, I was sick out of my mind. Now, how the fuck does that work? You're going to give me something. You're going to give me a shot. So the flu can, you know, so I don't get the flu. And literally, it was not even 48 hours later, I got the goddamn flu. So how does that make any sense? Because, you know, then they say, oh, well, it's only for this specific, you know, strain of the flu or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Whatever. I'm done with the flu shot. That's just me. You know? Now, my my kids... Uh, my daughter specifically who's in kindergarten you know she got one last year and she was she was fine um i think my wife even got one i mean it's not a big deal if you want one get one and if not whatever <laughs> you know um i've pretty much just looked at it as like if i'm going to get the flu fuck apparently i'm just going to get the flu flu shot or not i'm going to ha- i'm going to be sick regardless <laughs> so but anyway So I wanted to go into all of that. And I wanted to go into the fact that, you know, apparently there's some weird shady shit going on 
that we don't necessarily know about. Now, the the clip that I played for you was obviously for um, people in the Middle East. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's pretty shady. Because if they can do that in the Middle East, middle of a war zone, what I mean, they could do it anywhere. They absolutely could do it anywhere. And I'm sorry, but let's face it. We're America, and we always have to be, you know, playing the big boy role and we always have to be nosy and be in other people's fucking business and all this shit and, and it has to be our way or the highway and it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous but on that happy little note <laughs> I'm going to close out the show but I do want to hear from you guys I want to hear what you guys have to think about this because it is a touchy subject you know and I hope I really hope to God that I have not offended anybody with anything that I've said I, that's never my intention. I don't ever want to piss you off. I need all you know. I need all of uh, all of us to be on the same side here. <laughs> but I uh, I want to know what you guys think. I want to know what you think of mainly of that clip, really, because it's it's kind of weird. Um, and Myron, if you're out there, damn it, let me know what you uh, what you think of this too. And if I if I sound like I have a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> but anyway, get a hold of us. Um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. Ectoplasmshow on, uh, on Twitter. And on Facebook, The Ectoplasm Show. So, we're all over the social media. Um, but yeah, please, 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 let, uh, let me know what you think. And I will be talking to you all very, very soon. Everybody have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you in one week. Peace out. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw.